is Ronaldo. Oh, my goodness. You don't save those. Out of this world. Messi. 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 Landon Donovan, there are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through! Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. From the international stage to right here at home, this is FUVFC, talking all things soccer on WFUV Sports. Bright and early on this Friday morning at 10.18 a.m., we are back for another edition of FUVFC. It's been it's been a minute, not sure quite how much time since the last episode, I'd say two weeks, maybe three weeks. It's not like there hasn't been anything going on. There's been a lot going on in the world <laughs> of soccer. We just haven't been able to find time to get into the studio, but we are back again. Nick Guzman here alongside Gino Alva and Michael Hernandez. Gino, I'll start with you. How are you doing on this Friday morning? I'm doing well. It's been actually a long time since we've been here, so to talk everything about Champions League and Europa League, it's going to be exciting today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a while since I've been on the pod. Uh, I can't even remember. the. La- I, I think the last time was before Madrid faced off against Liverpool. I think so. the last time we talked, all, us three was... After man, a man you've lost to Liverpool 7 0. Oh, yeah. I think I was that was a lot. Yes. Yeah, especially for this trio. Yeah. yeah. That was a while ago. It was. Such a while ago. But I was happy back then. The good news with the lack of episodes is that we've got a lot to talk about. We do. We, do. we don't just have one leg of a Champions League quarterfinal to talk about. We have both legs. So that's exciting. So let's get right into it. Champions League quarterfinals. Man City versus Bayern, I think, is the proper place to start. First leg, Man City at home at the Etihad wins 3-0. They get goals from Rodri, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, and Erling Holland to top it off. Second leg, they go to the Allianz Arena, get that second-half goal from Holland after he'd missed a penalty earlier. Joshua Kimmich gets back a consolation later, but Man City advances on aggregate by a score of 4-1. A lot happened in this, although it wasn't necessarily a close tie. There's a lot of storylines about... What happened? Diot Upamakano, maybe with one of the worst two-leg performances I think I've ever seen from a defender. I don't think he's slowly to blame, but some of those mistakes were egregious. In that second leg, he got sent off, but it was offside, so the red card was mm-hmm. was was revoked. But then he found, still found ways to to imprint his 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 mark on the game <laughs> later in the second half on that Holland goal. But Gene, I'll start with you. Just your first initial reaction to this tie. Well, the first leg, I thought it was just a, a masterclass of performance from Man City. I mean, talk about Holland. He comes in the scene. He, I think he talked after the first leg that, you know, Man City won Premier League titles without him. So Man City bringing him in was the objective to win the Champions League, and I think that's what Man City are doing. Uh, my reaction to the first leg and second leg is just, you know, Man City are obviously in a weird place because last season, you know, they lost to Real Madrid in a unspeakable fashion and this time they actually want to go back to the semifinals win the whole thing and by doing so they had to get a force like Holland so 
Uh, I think it was a great performance in the first leg. You know, we can talk about Tuchel coming to Bayern Munich, you know, handling this team. But I think Bayern was just lost. You know, people were making predictions before the leg that, you know, with Tuchel, Bayern had a chance to, you know, maybe tie this leg, get to the semifinal against Real Madrid. And it was just, it just didn't work. I mean, we saw in the second leg, you know, Holland missed the penalty and, um, you know, then recovered and then scored again. And, you know, it's just, you know, Man City right now in the season, you know, they're just a force. And I just think that, you know, with this semifinal that's coming up with Madrid, it's just going to be very interesting to see what this city with a Holland, a, little, a good Holland who's in form right now, how they're going to uh, try to get their way to the final. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's... It's unreal what Holland has done to that city team. I mean, obviously in the first leg, you know, when you know when you're winning three nothing against a six-time champion of Europe, you know, it means you're doing something right. Um, as for the second leg, you know, I, I I will say it is shocking that Holland missed the penalty out of the because uh, I believe he's I actually didn't see it, but it I proves heard that he's he, human. Yeah, it, it proves that you know he he is a person. Um, but then of course he just had to get a goal just to you know make that right. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, a, a well-deserved, uh, you know, uh, you know, and and now City are in the semifinals against Madrid again. Um, I'm very excited. However, uh, one thing to note is that the first leg is at the Bernabeu, not the return leg. So maybe there's a chance for City. But that is a very, very, very interesting tie that we have set up for the final four. Yeah, for Bayern, interestingly, you know, they they fire Julian Nagelsmann, they bring in Thomas Tuchel takes charge for these for the two games against City. You know, I'm not sure if Nagelsmann is in charge that, you know, the result is any different. I don't think it is at all. I think this City team is just this is always the point in the season where, you know, if there's if there was ever any doubt about where they would be standing at the end of the season, at this at this point in April, everyone is fully aware. Maybe Man City drop points, you know, away to some to a bottom feeder in the Prem in January or in February. But at this point they're they're rocking ahead at full steam and people like People who previously were not at all contributing, really. Jack Grealish really was was underachieving until this season when he's become a key part out on that left wing, and it just gives you so many more options when Grealish is playing well. But it's just it was a really interesting tie to watch because it was a lot of individual mistakes from Bayern Munich, which is not something that you think of, that you mm-hmm. really associate with Bayern Munich. But it seemed like a lot, you know, that just the focus from Bayern was a little bit off. Yeah, I think. Tuchel's hired in a wrong in the wrong time. I mean, to able to manage a team that you know I think lost to a couple to Freiburg, you know, in the past uh, two matches, it was just what can you do? You have a team that you know sacked their manager. Tuchel comes in, tries to go against prob- possibly the best team in Europe right now, and just to go go against Holland. Holland is just uh, it's it was it was it was it was a test for 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 Tuchel's Bayern Munich. So. Um, we don't know what's going to happen now. Bayern Munich are, I think, are they still first or second? They're still first, just based on Borussia Dortmund so being it's the biggest be a, bottlers. It's going to be a yeah. difficult. It's going to be a difficult season for the remaining of the season to, for Tuchel to at least win a trophy with Bayern with this uh, with this team. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I am a fan of the appointment. I do agree with you that you know the timing was poor. I mean, you know, you. You know, you're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, and then you fire your coach. Um, I mean, you know, obviously ne- now they're out of their domestic cup. I forget who they lost to, but I know that they're out. I believe it was Freiburg. It was Freiburg. Yep. And then obviously, you know, in the Bundesliga, so now that's their only real trophy that they can go for. Um, I do expect them to win it just because, you know, it's Bayern, and they have won it for the past, what, 
10 years, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, it's it's kind of obvious who's going to win that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it, it was a bit of a interesting time to pick him uh, to lead the team. But um, what's done is done. Yeah, obviously something behind doors, behind closed doors, happened between Nagelsmann and the, the Byron board. Because, you know, even if you're in a title race with Borussia Dortmund, you think about where they were. They're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League and have every, you know, every every which way to win that Bundesliga title and to fire him at that point just you're definitely not setting up Thomas Tuchel for success in terms of how much time you're giving him to comp- to prepare for possibly the best team in Europe in Man City but then for City you know there there's been some interesting tactical wrinkles from Pep that we haven't really seen John Stones in the midfield has has worked wonders next to Rodri and with City, it just seems like when something's not working, you change it up and you and you 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 do something like moving John Stones in the midfield or starting Jack Grealish or just moving people around. And that's a luxury that they have just based on their depth. City in the Prem now, it's theirs to lose essentially with Arsenal dropping points recently. Just the outlook for City at this point in the season, heading into a semifinal against Real Madrid, the Premier League is essentially it's in their hands based on you know they're going to have to beat Arsenal at the Etihad, but the Premier League is in Man City's hands. At this point in the season, you couldn't really ask to be in a better spot if you're Pep Guardiola. After the World Cup break, I think City were in a bit of a questionable state. Yeah. They lost to Manchester United at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of questions with this Pep team and Holland dropping form. Um, but, you know, there was a quick international break in March. But now, you know, Man City are four points uh, behind Arsenal with the, with game, the, in, game, in with the game in hand. Game in hand. Arsenal dropping points. Yep. Uh, that's something we like to see, but uh, with this form in the form right now with Holland, you know, I think I think they have one more game to play against Arsenal. So I think you know, and that's next week, right? Is it, that next it's week? not this weekend. It's no, the, I think it's the next, next week. Yeah, next, next week. week, and that's gonna be a good. So one to the watch. City team is definitely gonna go all out. You know, they're in a good place right now. They're four games behind. They're four points behind. They're in a game in hand. Uh, also, no injuries. No injuries. They're in the semifinals. I think they want to go all out. They want to win the Champions League. They want to win the Prem, and hopefully, you know, that's something they want to achieve with Holland. I know. I know that our our listeners are going to hate me for saying this, but Uh-oh. they are on for a potential trouble. I don't want it to happen. I don't. They are the only team that can stop them is a eliminated Manchester United in the Europa League. They could also lose to Sheffield. They could lose to Sheffield. So because they're in the FA Cup semifinals, they go against Sheffield United tomorrow. Um, they're as you said, four points behind, but with a game in hand. So, you know, it, it's definitely on for them. And then, obviously, in the Champions League, the only thing that can stop them is either an Italian team or um, Madrid. So and we've seen Michael just how close you can get to a treble or a quadruple just for the season to be really I uh, yes, unremarkable yes, in yes. the end. Yeah. You you can have one of the greatest seasons, at, uh, greatest what, runs. What, what yeah, uh, I was gonna say that. Yeah, what could be one of the greatest runs in all of football and then in the span of a week have it reduced to just two trophies the smallest that, two yeah yeah like you know you you can go from here and then you, you are so close to greatness and then it doesn't happen and then you just spend the rest the next season just depressed i mean i don't want to jinx it but the last english team to win a treble I'm was well, back in 1999 yeah manchester united so well, I, I would say that you, as a United fan, you don't want City to win the trouble because then they've matched you. Exactly. But you're gonna. But that's. But that's the argument. That's the argument. Which and, 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 if, and if, I'm gonna okay. ask you this: Who do you want to win the Prem? Because we've had this discussion. Do you want? Because well, the only team that's won it three times in a row is 
Man United. There you go. If City does it to this year, I think I think we said that like earlier in the season, and I said I wanted City to win. But now in the place where City are right now, Champions League semifinals, in the brink of getting another final FA Cup, uh, second nice. in in the Prem. Uh, I just want Arsenal to win it, but Arsenal is just choking right now. I think they tied their last two games. Yes. The argument of let's having two goal leads having in both two goal of leads. those games. City, we City, did something for once. If City yeah. were to win this treble, then comes the argument which team was the better team, the 99 treble Man United or the, or the this current Pep's Man City team with Holland. So as a football fan, I think we're all going to be very interested to see what's going to happen at the end of the season. Saying, staying sort of on topic, uh, a Premier League team that was also in action in the Champions League will, will stay on that one side of the bracket. Nice. Chelsea, are they even a oh, – I just don't even know what to say about this season at this point. I mean, oh, I'm yeah, so you're a Chelsea fan. incredibly yeah. I think defeated. We're, yeah, it's... But Chelsea took on Real All Madrid. All three of our teams are in pain this year. It's brutal. Some more than others. <laughs> Chelsea took Some on Real Madrid in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, a rematch of last year's quarterfinal, which ended up being – much more competitive than what we watched over the last two weeks in the first leg at the Bernabeu, Real Madrid. Come away with a 2 nothing win. Ben Chilwell picking up a red card in that one. Benzema and Marco Asensio getting on the score sheet. And then in the second leg, despite being down two goals to Real Madrid and playing at home, Frank Lampard trots out probably the most defensive lineup I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, the only attacking players on the field Kai Havertz. That's literally it. Connor Gallagher, I mean, I guess if you can consider him an attacking midfielder. Sure. Sure. But besides that, the lineup it's Conte, Kukurea, Kovacic, Enzo Fernandez, Reese James, Chalaba, Thiago Silva, Fofana, and Keva. So when you enter a tie down by two goals, mm-hmm. how do you send out that lineup and expect it to score two goals? That's my question, Gino. That might be I might be a little salty. <laughs> no, no, and I'm no, looking, no, you're, I've been looking no, no, for you're, answers all around. How do you send out that lineup at home in a in a tie when you're down by two goals with Kai Havertz, who doesn't even score that much, as your only real attacking option? I will say in the second leg, they gave they gave a hell of a fight. I think they, they did. There they were, did. There was a couple of chances. The Jao Felix against Courtois was very interesting. I thought, you know, he could have finished it well, but there was a lot of chances throughout the match. The first half was kind of electric. It was. It stand- was. I, I like I thought Chelsea had a chance to score I think there were like three goals without like those misses. They were like it was like they were like three up. I'm pretty sure like Conte had a uh I think he had I don't think it was a wide I, open goal, but like he took it with his I just foot would de- I just would off. define the second leg as just one of those games from Chelsea, you know, the ball just couldn't go to the net. So yeah. every game. Yeah, but basically very, every, every game, game this year. I mean Courtois just, you know, yeah. Basically I am well aware of Courtois the, heroics. The, I don't want to hear that. The clearances <laughs> just were insane. I, I, mean, I don't want to hear that this year. But no, it's like what Nick was saying. Yeah. I, I, Summarize the season for Chelsea. You know they've gone through a lot. They sacked Tuchel. Who who would have thought at the beginning of the season Tuchel and and uh, who was it uh, that guy ejected from Spurs? Oh, um, I'm uh, blanking. Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte. They it's had Conte. they had a fight in the beginning of the season. <laughs> I remember that. That seems so long. It ago. seems so long ago. But that was the beginning of the season. Uh, Tuchel gets sacked. They sign Potter, and then you know. Potter gets sacked, and you know he wasn't the chosen one. January transfer window, all these transfers, and you know we get to this point in the season where they've been losing a lot of games in the prime. Now they go to the Champions League, but uh, I I I just don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to say about this Chelsea team. I mean, I I just would say that they gave up good fight in the second leg back at the back at Sanford Bridge, and you know 
next season they're just gonna have to figure it out. I, I think reports came this morning that they contacted Mauricio po- Pochettino to, to take <laughs> over the team. So cool on that, I guess. <laughs> like, no, I, I. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. But I, I, the last I three seasons, Chelsea has played Real Madrid, and because the first season it was without audience, without oh the, the yeah. quarterfinal, no, semifinals, semifinals, but which they won, won quarterfinal, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was a good Chelsea team. Yep. Last season, obviously, we know what happens in the Bernabeu, and then this season at the bridge. At the bridge, but it was just two goal lead. But I, it was it was a great match. I mean, these two legs. It's just you know it wasn't yeah. Chelsea's like you know moment. I mean, now if you want to talk about Prem with Chelsea, that's a yeah. Whole you know, topic. I, mean, I mean, you know, talking about this Chelsea team, you know, I I do think that they're just going to be able to stay in the Premier League. I think oh I think goodness. I think they're just in a, they're just in a mess right now. I'm pretty sure that they're just going to be able to get enough just to get uh, above the relegation uh, and 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 to think that they sack Potter <laughs> and they get Frankie G to come Frankie Lampard to come back. Frankie G. Who's Sorry, that? I don't know why I said Frankie G. We're, we're going to think of Stevie, Stevie G. Stevie G. Stevie G. But what, they come Frankie Lampard back and yeah. you know I don't know. Yeah, man. this uh, Chelsea honestly, team is just Chelsea is a mess and you know it when you get a new owner you know there's always going to be some a transition period it's just uh a very interesting time that they're going through they're 11th yes. in the prem it yeah like i said they're i think with with some luck they're going to be able to stay up the great oh manager God. now if they get pochettino that'll be different if they the get pochettino they're definitely going to get relegated wow it's it seems like like <laughs> Todd Bowley was trying to avoid like that that new owner it's sort not of limbo baseball. Like, and he was trying this, to just isn't buy his way exactly. into not having any sort of like noticeable buffer between Abramovich and between him he was just trying to you know keep up the spending but, but you got to spend smart and yeah. you have you can't yeah. just buy like for example, I'm pretty sure that they extended Enzo for another you can't year. Go on a He's already spree. on an eight-year yeah. contract January. or something like that. Like, look, at the end of the day, this isn't baseball. This isn't nosebleeds. He should have done something different. There's also, like he is, I don't know what he's doing. What's gone to the point where Didier Drogba, the I great saw that. Kelsey I saw legend, that quote. Yeah, I don't want to say. I don't know what the quote was, but the quote was, was something, something along the lines, the lines of yeah. like, "Wow, what happened to Chelsea? Like, this is not the Chelsea I played for." And that just sums and up. Tiago Silva, even a current player yes. in an interview, was like, "Yeah, our recruiting strategy didn't work. Yeah, but we just got to get you just on. Just don't it. go on a shopping screen in Look, January and get all these players spend a billion dollars. At the end of the day, going Pounds. back, going back to the game. Obviously, you know Chelsea did have a couple of chances, but at the end of the day, you need to make those chances count when you're going against the 14 time European Champions League. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. As well, football well, fans, yeah. we give them credit, exactly, but yeah. Courtois singly. Save the game for Madrid. He does that all the time, which pisses me off. And, but not, but not against Chelsea like that. Like that performance, you know, in the second leg, he, we haven't seen that yet this season. I saw it last season. Okay. Yeah. The, it, just <laughs> for the last thing I want to touch on for Chelsea is, you know, you talk about they did create chances in that first half, but you know, in in a key spot with a chance to score was N'Golo Kante. Yes. And yeah. That actually, has, that uh, has something to do with the way they were set up. That Conte is the guy getting forward uh, in that spot. I do agree with you that it was a very weird lineup when your only, I guess, attacker, if we can even call him that, was Kai Havertz when you have uh, Mount, uh, Captain America. Felix, Mudrick. Yeah. Sterling. Ziyech. Sterling. Sterling. Felix. Felix was on the back. Loftus-Cheek if you want to count Loftus-Cheek. Yeah, Captain America. Defensive formation, and it just didn't work in the second half. Well, if, well, well that's why he's the caretaker manager. He... L- l- he hasn't taken care of anything. Ch- Chelsea. He's the interim. Yeah. Don't take care of it. No, well, no, te- technically it's called 
I think. No, I know, I know. I'm just... It's... Yeah, but l- let's be honest. Chelsea will get a new coach. I don't think it'll be Pochettino because I, I... No, I don't want that. Since they went on the shopping screen, got I... all these players, if they get a great manager next season, let's see what happens. No, but the issue is whoever they bring in, they're dealing with players that that they may not have wanted. Like, like, like you know, let's be clear. Chelsea have one of the biggest squads right now. Like, they have such an... They had a, such an influx of players that... They're gonna have to trim the fat somewhere, just because of financial just a, fair play. Yeah. Like they're they're going to have. I've to get heard rid of things people. that Chelsea don't even have a big enough changing room to fit all the players. That's they, what I'm when, talking when about. Was the when ownership... you have so many players, you're going to have to get rid of some. When people. did the ownership come in play? This the beginning of the season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, the whole Abramovich thing that started uh, in the Carabao Cup final. Okay. Because I remember seeing some stuff about that. Then it kept on going, but it finally, yeah, like I think it was during the. The summer, then but, that's when uh, Bowley and I forget the company, but there's a huge timeline to like discuss this Chelsea season from the sacking of two managers, it's and been then a Frank long Lampard long. comes in, the whole shopping spree in yeah, January. Uh, it's just look, the, it's a the, whole mess. The issue is, whoever comes in now, they have a they have a big big hill ahead of them because they have because because now they have I don't even know how many players they have in their senior squad. It's so many, and you know. They're gonna have to get rid of some players just because, you know, you're gonna have to because you cannot have a squad that is, I think it's like thirty plus. I think people. they signed a year of a Thiago Silva, so this is his last season, I think. Thirty-eight years old defender. He's still very good, though. Let Let's be clear. But when you have a whole group of players, you need to like get rid of people and get rid of like you know Thiago, get some new defenders. I mean, even more. They sent away. Um, Tammy Abraham, I think. To, to Roma. Roma. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to that later. And now he's really good in Roma. This, we're going to get to that later. So. I have a feeling this Chelsea chapter is going to be one of those things in like 10, 15 years. going to be like, remember when Frank Lampard came back for like four months <laughs> and we didn't win any games? <laughs> remember when they fired two coaches in, in a year? Scared Paul. This is a very dysfunctional season. What? Scared Paul. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Real quick, I just we should give Real Madrid some credit too. I mean the second. Oh, yeah. you, the we second, have to talk about Madrid. Too. The second we don't have to. The Wait, second yeah. goal that Rodrigo scored, Valverde, that was just yeah, yeah. unreal. That was just amazing. I, I mean, mean, what can it's? Oh, a, whoa, whoa, sorry, sorry. I I hate to talk. I hate to interrupt your Madrid stuff, but um, Fabrizio Romano has just a net tweeted that Julian Nagelsmann has now withdrawn from the race to become the Chelsea head coach. Okay. Yeah, why, uh, why would he want it? I know, but it was like he, you know, Chelsea wanted him. Now he's officially, yeah. I guess, backed out. It's just not a very attractive job, in my opinion. But Real Madrid, yes, they're sorry. pretty good. They're good. Yeah, they're they okay. won the Champions League last year and look to be in a good spot to do it again this year. I don't know what else we can say. Very, it's a well-oiled machine. I mean, they yeah. are very behind in La Liga, but yes, with the acquisitions of you know new new players, but they're rocking the same lineup as last season. And it's just working. The fact that Cruz and Modric are still running that midfield. They're in their late 30s, and they're still. And, and they just extended Cruz's by a I year. For one year, two players, Tony Kroos and Luka Modric, will play next like, season. When like, they were not supposed to in the first half of the season. Y- you want to know what that is? That is spending your money wisely. And then, uh, because last year they brought in. Too uh, many. Thank you. I, I was going to butcher that name, so thank you for that. Yeah. You know, they, they've spent wisely. And obviously, you know, it, it's Real Madrid. They have that it factor. So, you know, if anything, Chelsea should try to take a lesson from Madrid on how to spend wisely. It's but. also finding the right players to slide in next to your older players. Think exactly. About Valverde is the perfect person to be, to be in the three-man oh, midfield yeah, next course. to Cruz and, and Madrid, just in terms yeah. of his engine, 
He's running all the time. It's the perfect sort of foil to Cruz and Madrid. It, it is insane how well Valverde has been this year. You know, I, I forget. He gets punches. <laughs> Where did he uh, get signed from? Overseas Academy? He's in the Academy. Oh, I mean, As a young, in the well age. done to the scouting department. I mean, you know, you know, when you were Real Madrid, you know, it's – it's important that you find the right players, and they have done that consistently. I mean, look, you know, they signed Ben. I remember that 09 window. They signed Benzema, Ronaldo, Xabi Alonso, Kaká, yeah, like, like you know, Arbeloa. They they spend when they spend big, they spend wisely. Like like you know, I, I don't think I've apart from I Eden mean, Hazard, yeah, who is yeah, there's definitely been some in there, but 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 been, but the point is they're usually yeah. right. Chelsea right now is just doing a lot a lot wrong. I mean, just look at this last year. Uh, when it was in the Bernabeu, the lineup was Vinicius, Benzema, Valverde, Kroos, Casemiro, Modric, Mendy, Alaba, Militao, Carajal, Courtois. Mendy, Alaba. This, in the second leg, Vinicius, Benzema, Rodrigo, Modric, Kroos, Valverde, Kamavinga, Alaba, Militao, Carvajal, Courtois. It's the same lineup with the addition of maybe Rudiger and Tuameni. And Rudiger didn't play in the second leg until the second half. Yeah, It's the same team as last season, and they're still doing what they did last season, it, which it win games and win in the most important competition for them, which is the Champions League. Honestly, I, I, I kind of want them to see you win, win it again because 15 has a much better ring to it than 14. But also... I could do with something a little different. And we're going to get to that, going to the other side of the bracket because we've spent a lot of time on this bracket. That was an incredible transition. Thank you. And you know what makes transition good? What? When you point out that it was a good transition. Wow. Exactly. That doesn't ruin it at all. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Let's definitely. start with Napoli and Milan on the other side. Love it. An all-Italian clash. Napoli <laughs> in first place in Serie A. <laughs> but we got a little preview of this tie you know, before it started in, in Serie A between Milan and Napoli. And Milan came on top big. I believe the score was 3-0. Or 4-0. 4-0 in Serie A play. So you head into this Champions League tie. And first leg, 1-1. Or no, check that first leg one nil, Milan. Mm-hmm. You head back to Napoli, and Milan get that goal courtesy of some incredible, incredible dribbling from Rafael Leao. Love it. This is after Olivier Giroud had missed a penalty, so you think maybe that was Milan's opportunity to seal the deal. But incredible dribbling from Leao sets up Giroud for a tap in, and that puts Milan up two. Napoli gets one back late, courtesy of Osimhen, but too little, too late, and. Milan are through to the semifinals. But for Napoli, you go into this tie leading Serie A. You've bossed Italy all season long. And you lose to How an Italian team by? in the quarterfinals. Like 16? Well, we got to talk about the Juventus uh, points being yes. returned. So it kind of changes things as of now. Because, well, well, there's still 14 points clear right, of but, second you know, place Lazio. Um, but to get back to what Mix was saying about yeah. this leg, I love the resurgence of this Italian football back in the Champions League because we haven't seen that in quite a long time. That is true. So... Yeah. Napoli, Milan, Inter in the semifinals was great. The Milan, Napoli. You mean quarters. Quarterfinals, excuse me. Um, just the second leg. I mean, Napoli just got a late goal. I, I, I thought they could have, you know, there was a penalty. Uh, was there a penalty attempt or something? that I, I kind of forget. that. If Honestly, I, I did not watch the game. I was watching the... Uh, I think there was some... That was the same day as, uh, as Madrid, I, th- I think they right? checked VAR, but I don't think it was a penalty, or I think they missed a penalty, yeah. uh, just to be correct, but... Um, Napoli was really in bad form these ca- last couple of matches in in Serie A. I think they lost uh, two matches before this uh, this tie. So, uh, credits to Milan. I mean, Rafael Lau being what a player, the dribbling, the run, 
everything was just perfect. Uh, the only thing that sucks was they only got two goals against Napoli. It could have been more. Mm-hmm. Napoli could have scored a lot of go- a lot of more goals too. But you know, obviously in the first uh, leg, uh, I, I don't think Osimhen was playing, so it was he was it, not yet. He I think he wasn't back from an injury yet. So that was a huge, huge injury and huge miss. And Cavadaskelli just wasn't having the best game. So uh, to be fair, I think Milan is very strong now. They're going to go against. Uh, their other rival, which is the That's inter-, be inter Milan in the San Siro, which is going to close. So to have a semifinal um, in San Siro is going to be very epic Milan uh, Derby. So uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, to go back on what you said about the resurgence of Italian football, in uh, all of the UEFA competitions, there are five semifinalists from Italy. It's both Milan, both Milan's in the Champions League, Roma and Juve in the Europa League, and then Conference League Roma. Fi- oh no, R- R- Roma's in Europa League. Yeah, and then the um, European Conference League has Fiorentina, I believe. So okay. shout out to Syria for getting the job done. They have five out of I can't. Even I mean, that's that, what we needed. That's what we needed. Yeah. More Italian teams in in, uh, in European competitions, and they're doing it well. But 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 going back to um, the Milan. Um, Napoli game, obviously, you know, Napoli, as you said, they've been dominating all of Italy the entire year. Um, but when it, you know, when it happened, unfortunately, you know, in the in the quarterfinals, they just weren't able to get the job done. Um, it is a shame for Napoli because you know they were a bit of a dark horse to to potentially win the whole thing. But you know, going back to Milan, you know, they are the seven time champions. Uh, th- they know what it takes to win. The Champions League, and um, you know, overall, you know, as you guys said, the wonderful dribbling by layout to set up Giroud, uh, kind of was the icing on the cake. And now, as you said, we have uh, the the Milan Derby coming up in a couple of weeks' time for to get into the final. So that's going to be a very fascinating one. Because if I'm not mistaken, the last time that these two teams faced off in the Champions League, it was um, I forget when it was, but 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 it has like the clip of like when the players are, are looking at like. Uh, the perfect picture of, uh, I think I know what picture you're yeah. talking Rui, about. Rui Costa and... Um, yeah, like, like w- w- when they had to get off the field because the amount of... Matarazzi. Yeah, Matarazzi. Like, yeah. that is going to be... It's a great picture. This is going to be fun. Like, uh, it's the yeah. last year before it gets demolished. Two legs, San Siro. Home, basically, both sides are going to be... Both sides are going to be amazing. There's no... It's, it's going to be... There's no, uh, you know, home advantage because they're both home. Exactly. Two sides of San Siro is going to be electric. Semi-finals, winner goes to... Uh, the you know, the final, final yeah. to go against either Madrid or City, so it's going to be a quite an epic matchup. It will. So this, two, is, that, this is going to be. Fun. That was the 2005 Champions League quarterfinal. That's what it was. 2005. So Milan or AC Milan would go on who to reach the final, and, and who won that year? And Liverpool in Istanbul, came three goals down. Maybe lad. <laughs> Jamie Carragher. Sure is. Yeah. But the other thing I just want to touch on real quick with Milan is how is Olivier Giroud still scoring Champions League goals at the <laughs> age of 36? Like a fine wine. He's just great. <laughs> He's and a Ferrari to be to have him up top and being yeah, Ferrari. Ferrari, you know the reference. I know the reference. Yep. And to be in the semifinals I don't get the of. Wait, hold on. Karim Benzema once compared Giroud to a Ferrari, and he's and what did Benzema say? No, I think he said he was a Ferrari. Oh, he was a Ferrari, and, Ferrari. and Drew was some car that was not a Ferrari. Yeah. It was much lesser. Ah, I see. Um, different times. Different times. But that was back in the day. Giroud has proven as he's gotten older that he's not just a. I mean, he's a very, very good striker. He's an important French striker in the history of France. I'm Won the World sure that, Cup, top sure goal scorer, I think, yeah. for, for France. Well, for, for now. For now. For now. 
Um, I'm pretty sure that they just extended his contract by another year, if I'm not mistaken. I could have sworn I saw something about that. Um, to think, like you know, he was all over, you know, teams in the Premier League. Yeah. Now he's in Milan, just having absolutely fun. going back to the final. Oh, hopefully going back to the final. So, and in that semifinal, AC Milan will take on Inter Milan, as we've touched on. Inter defeating Benfica, first leg two nil. Barella and Lukaku get the goals in that one, and then. Second leg, thriller. 3-3 on the night, but Inter, you know, got, were up 3-1 on the night. Uh, some really great goals from Barella, from Joaquin Correa, scored an absolute banger. And Benfica got two goals late to make yeah, it 3-3 eight, eight, on the night and, and make yep. it 5-3 in aggregate to make yeah. it a little closer, but that's not really how close the, the, the match was. Inter Milan were very, very good. And Benfica have kind of hit a bump in the road, even in the Portuguese league. Their lead, I think, is cut to four points over Porto. Oh, wow. So... You know, you think about them, you think about Napoli, how maybe seasons that were going incredibly smooth, you run into the Champions League quarterfinals and you go into those games maybe not playing so well in the league and the momentum isn't there despite how good of a season you've had and Benfica find themselves out of the Champions League. Give credit to Benfica. They put up a hell of a match. They did. I think we all discuss. even James and Keenan also said that Benfica. Who? Who's Keenan? That is true. Uh, <laughs> I was talking uh, about James, but okay. Nick, that yes. Benfica was actually a good team. Though. We should always, you know, rep Benfica because they're actually a good team. And They've they won actually, it before. And they showed it, you know, in these last couple of years, even with Nunez, uh, that they were a force. Daro and Daro, yeah. Um, so credit to Benfica. The two goals they scored in the last couple of minutes were actually great headers. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we're going to be excited to see them next season too, hopefully. So, you know, just get on to the semifinal semifinals of this uh, Milan Derby and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's not really much I can add on that. Um, I did not watch the game, I'm, I'm going to be honest, but um, you know, obviously uh, it Inter advanced and now we have, as you just said, the Milan Derby, so it's going to be a very interesting uh, a semifinal. And it's going to be interesting that these are two teams who find themselves in the Champions League semifinals, but by no means... Would you say mm-hmm. on paper they're the two two of the four best teams? They're in not Europe. even they're not even in the top four in their own league. Exactly because, because of what Gino said. Because Juve have the fifteen points back, so now it's Napoli. For obviously. now, Lazio. Good point for now. Uh, second, Juve in third, two points behind Lazio, and then Juve's three points ahead of Roma, and then it's Milan fifth, Inter sixth. So, but a little bit of a, but that's the beauty of the Champions League, yeah. and it's and and you get maybe you're not seeing, you know the very, very best here in this one semifinal, but it's a Milan derby, and we've been waiting a long time for that in the Champions League, and it's going to be, be electric. It's, it's going to be sent... Pro- yeah, it's possibly it's the most exciting leg we're Sending out ever. the San Siro the both right legs. way. Both legs. Both because legs, they, sorry. Because they're both going to be at the San Siro. Yeah, yeah, both legs. So that sets up Real Madrid against Man City in one semifinal on wow. May 9th, and then Milan on and the Inter in the other semifinal on the 10th, and the week after, Milan and Inter play on the 16th, and City and... Real Madrid on the 17th. Super early predictions. I was going to say, yeah, are we going to do predictions super or not? Early. It's too hard to say who's going to win for these two legs. I'm not going to say who's going to win. I'm just going to say that for Real Madrid and City, this time it's reverse. So Real yeah, Madrid it, will play it's, it's not in the, the Bernabeu first exactly. and then in the empty head second leg. So I think you know it's going to be a really close match. Uh, people are obviously obviously saying that Man City have a better team. They do. They have a better goal scorer. They do. He's on form right now. But don't a, forget, we're in the Champions But they have League. a better chance of winning the match. You can show all the percentages, all the, you know the the curses and everything. They're in the empty head in the second leg. <laughs> Doubling down on. <laughs> They're that gonna. Episode. It's gonna be a great. It's a great match. I was gonna say fight, but it's it is gonna be a fight. 
Um, just, you know, it, it is the Champions League, like you said, Michael. It's the Champions League. Anything can happen. It's, it's the Champions League. It's the Champions League, yeah, and, yeah. you know, Real Madrid absolutely dominates this um, uh, competition. competition. Yeah, excuse but, me. Yeah. I couldn't find the word. And, you know, they said it before. Madrid said it. Florentino Perez said it, too, that the only competition they look forward to, and they take um, this competition very seriously, the Champions League. So they're going to go all out. They're really behind in La Liga. They do have a couple there final against Osasuna. It's going to be great. But, you know, this When's is... that? I think it's uh, in May, too. So eh, we'll see what happens. But, you know, they're going to put all their focus ahead on this matchup. It's going to be two tough matches. And if they get through it, they have a good chance of winning this final, whoever Milan team they face. So it's going to be a great close match. It's 50-50 on me for this one. I can't say who's a complete winner, but it's 50-50 for and then, me. And then what about for the other semifinal? Oh, we're going – I thought we were going to go Madrid City. Uh, are we doing one Let's, at a time or just both? Give me, give me both. Yeah, give me both. Milan Inter, I can't say either. I think Milan, <laughs> <laughs> I think Milan has a good chance of winning it just because of the form they're at. But don't forget, Inter they <clears throat> put up a really good performance against Benfica, so it's gonna be a really close matchup. There's really no home field advantage because they're both at home, like I said. So uh, I'm gonna give it to Milan. I think they have a great Which team. Which one? Uh, well, AC Milan, Milan is AC. Yeah, yeah I, so I just, it was a joke. Man. So I think Milan has the has the head. <laughs> In the form they're at right now, um, both ties are too close to call. But I, I do believe that you know Madrid are the defending champions fourteen times. I, it as you said, the the first leg is at the Bernabeu, not uh, at the uh, at the Etihad like it was last year. Um, as someone who went to that game, you know that game was amazing. Um, you know the the fans and the atmosphere. So it, it it will be a very good tie. Um, I just I think Pep is gonna just try to go too big brain, and you know Madrid's gonna use that and 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 probably get uh, to the final. Um, I just don't want City to win it. That, I think I love what Pep said that's was what was you know to win the Champions League you have to beat Real Madrid, and that's He's not wrong. That's what they're doing. And I I feel like both these teams can look at this semifinal. Think about, you know, if you win it, it's not like you've got Bayern or, you know, Liverpool or somebody on the other side. Like, if you win it, you th- you're you going to be thinking. I think they'd you're be happy really, if they had Liverpool. You're going to be really like, liking your chances yeah. in, in the final. This semifinal is the final. It basically it is. It basically yeah. is the final. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, what's different is, you know, it's a semifinal and it's two legs. Yeah. And they go against, you know, uh, AC Milan or Inter Milan, who's not good in the in the league right now. But, but in a, in a, in one a way, yeah, if yeah, you're in yeah. a knockout tournament. Anything can happen. Exactly, and then as for the other tie, I'm going to go with Milan. Just which one? Yeah, so funny. Uh, I'm going to go with Milan uh, just because. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm j- I'm just feeling Milan. Okay. Give me City and give me Inter. Ooh, Ooh. great choices! Great choices. A little contrarian. I just think. City brought in Erling Holland to be the difference maker, and I think he's going to be the difference maker. They brought Erling Holland to win the Champions League. And that's what they're doing. I feel like I just don't want City to win it. So I honestly, if Madrid beats them, I'm happy. If they lose in the final, that makes me a bit happier because they get to feel what I felt last year. Just a Holland, so close, yeah. Holland so versus far. Courtois is going to be an insane matchup. That will be because Courtois is in the form of his life again. So but we do have time to do for, for those matches to build up. Yes. <laughs> We've got until May. I mean, honestly, I, I, the way that we record these episodes, we'll probably record one after the final and just be like, ah, man. That's what, probably right. Ah, man. One what, of, a great competition what a great we competition had. we had. But the other European competition. Well, there's two more competitions. But the one, the that, one I, that is relevant. Exactly. 
is the UEFA Europa League. Do we have time for that? We oh yes, some, we have. We have plenty we're gonna, of time. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna knock it out real quick. Europa League. Let's start with Sevilla, Man United. <laughs> Gino, Man United. Yes, what sir. happened there? What you know, what I like to say, Nick, is that, you know, just Man United just got stuck with all these injuries. Yes, I'm going to give the excuses. Injuries. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why Maguire is still here. Obviously, uh, Martinez and Varane were out with injuries, so they had to be Maguire, but... Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire strikes Your captain. Again. Your Our captain. captain. The captain <laughs> yeah. of Manchester United. Oh, just captain, my captain. Oh, captain, yeah. my captain just decides to, you know, try to pass the ball to, I think it was uh, um, Delo and just didn't work. And three Sevilla players were on him, scores the goal. Second goal, I don't think, I didn't even see the second goal, so I don't even know what happened. It was a good header. Cool. Third goal. <laughs> De Gea just decided to give it away. So that's, I think, two uh, own goals that they gave away. Two goals they gave away. I think, And then plus the two own goals in the two first goals leg. Two goals in the first leg. So I just a- sort of and, and, and remind me, who was the final own goal off of in the first leg? Harry Maguire. Yeah. I just, you know, Man United just got struck with injuries. Their form has been terrible. Marcus didn't even start the match. I said, I said this from the beginning of the season. You know, if Man U were in the Europa League, if Man U were going to be facing Sevilla in the knockouts, they're not going to win against Sevilla. Sevilla is a dangerous place to go to, especially in this competition. In the, so basically, if if the Champions League is for Real Madrid, Europa League is for Sevilla. Yeah. Yeah. But Casemiro said, you know, they asked Casemiro after the, after the match, they were like, oh, is Sevilla like, you know, Real Madrid in this competition? Casemiro, you know, said, uh, well, they had to win, I think, eight more Europa Leagues to at least compare nice. to Madrid. Nice. So I think that was a good matchup. But just good to answer. summarize this match, the both legs. The first leg started off in Old Trafford. Two first two goals, they were flying. I think they had a great performance. You know, the they had, Sabitzer, right? Sabitzer to a brace and, you know, they had their lineups, you know, um, but it's just it just fell off in the second leg. I just don't know how to you know, what to say about this team. They the beginning of the season I said, you know, a successful season for this team would be winning the League Cup, the FA Cup, and the Europa League. They're, they're, they aren't winning the Prem. So, you don't say. Yeah, so it's just a whirlwind of emotions. As a Man United fan, I just don't know what to say about this team. Sevilla really played good to think they're not even top four. They're 13th. They're that's 13th. what I was going to say. It's not even in like La they're Liga. having a great season. They had a, yeah, Liga. it's just, you know. A they're team at, that's not doing well in their league, that sounds very familiar. It does sound very familiar. So... It's hey, funny man. because I share that as well. The only thing they have cool. left is make top four. Hopefully win against Brian in the FA Cup. But, you know, they could go against the City in the final in Wembley, so it's just a bad time. Another Manchester Derby? Just a bad time for oh, being no. a Man United fan. But credit to Sevilla. They gave a really yeah. good match. They pressed so much. Every time Man U lost the ball, there was three players on it. So they really went out there. And their manager, I think, you know, just came in like a couple of weeks ago. I don't even know who their manager ago. is. Uh, their manager is uh, Jose Luis... Mendeley Bar, but sure. he just came in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago too. So just credit to him. De Gea just had an awful performance, and the biggest concern is you know the goalkeeper. De Gea is a really good goalkeeper. He saves a lot, unbelievable saves. That's saves your us. main concern. But he's not good with his feet, and we've seen that last season and this season too. He's not good with his feet. He yeah. missed the pen in the Europa League final against uh, Villarreal. Yeah. Everybody made that penalties, all, all the penalties, but De Gea. He's not good with his feet. He's just good with the saves. So there's another goalkeeper who missed a penalty to miss uh, to lose out on a trophy. I'm talking about Kepa. Anyway. Kepa. Yeah. No, I just wanted to say that. Um, Go ahead, Michael, because like this 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 season is just questionable. I, I am very happy. I'm a very happy person right now. Uh, I actually did not watch the game yesterday because okay. I was at the Yankees game. Um, but 
I will say the fact that you think that De Gea is the main problem. Or, well, or, I'm not or saying he, I'm not saying he's the main problem. I'm just saying he's one of the problems with the with but McGuire. But he's, he's not the yeah exactly. It's just like if you saw last season, this season, yeah. like the game against Brighton, no Brentford in the beginning of season two, he was bad on his feet. He gave away goals last season two against Brighton. They lost four nothing that game, didn't they? Yeah, that feels some so goals long from ago. De Gea oh like they gave God. away. De Gea is not good with his feet, so yeah, I mean him with McGuire. Uh, we can talk about Ronaldo in the beginning of the season. <laughs> Weghorse, you know. I mean, uh, look, it's a very, you know, it's, yeah, it's, th- this year, m- much like Chelsea, is a transitional year. Um, But, you know, obviously, Ten Hag has a vision. You, you got to give it time. But, yeah, obviously. No, of course. To lose in this fashion, you know, I don't. no one wants to lose it like that, obviously. But I am sure that if you give him another season, I'm sure that you will start to see the results. As you said in the Prem, if I'm not mistaken, they are third. They are third. Correct? Yeah. Um, they're fif- uh, 59 points. Um, they will have a couple of games in hand because they're not playing this weekend because they're in the FA Cup FA semifinals Cup. against Brighton. So, um, you know, it's 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 gonna be interesting. But I I do think that they will make top four. Um, if they don't, then I think the season won't be viewed upon that favorably. I you know obviously if you win the Carabao Cup. And top four, I feel like that's a good season f- based on recent years. Right. Um. I, I I think that you should have top four. Like other teams, like, you know, they're going through the same situations, managerial changes, ownership, man, you, this season has gone through a lot of problems too. Um. Yeah, like you said, give it time with, like, other teams. They need time too to find new managers. Players have been, you know, really bad lately. Players have been good. Um. It's just, you know, it's one of those seasons where, you know, it's just, you know, Injuries coming into play, players have to step up. Sell McGuire. I don't want McGuire. How, how much did he cost? Eighty. He's something? the most expensive def- English defender in history. I feel like we've been shielded <laughs> from McGuire this year just for, by That's the nature of him of him being benched because you guys brought in at better players. Of, yeah, at the like, of season. and for cheaper. As yeah, well. for cheaper. That's what you I bring in. Lisandro Martinez, well, Veron. Their center backs were two World Cup winners in the past four years. Yes, Veron well, five years technically, and and and, and, and Martinez. They were just both out. What can you do? The play our center backs from last season. I would play Phil Jones if that was me. I'm just Phil saying. Jones, I think, is a pundit right now. <laughs> Real quick, the other Europa League ties, Roma against Feyenoord in the second leg. That second leg, you know, Paolo Dybala ties it up in the 89th minute, sends it to extra oh, yeah. time. Be- beautiful goal, yeah. Beautiful goal. Love seeing Paolo Dybala do yeah. good things. I'm just happy he's in a team where he's playing a lot and he's scoring goals. With the special one. With the special one when he had a little problem with the special one a couple of years ago, too. I'm sure he'll be fine. But, he, no, I think – and Tammy Abraham, give him, you know, his flowers. Yes. Yeah. Really, really good uh, uh, player in Roma, and hopefully they can reach uh, the final because they did win the Conference League last year. Yeah. So maybe they can upgrade themselves. That's to what I said. Europa I've been League. saying this the whole year. Like, uh I, I want them to win the Europa League because then they won the Conference League, then the Europa League. That puts them in the Champions League. And I forgot El, El Sharaway still yeah. plays. El Sharaway. FIFA 12 legend? FIFA 12 legend. Oh, yeah. Talk so, about that card. Yeah, that's a long time. I don't think I even played FIFA back then. I, I'm more into FIFA now, you know, with all the skeletons and all that. Skeletons. Um, but, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, a good win for Roma. Um, they definitely didn't make it easy on themselves. No, cause, definitely cause, not. Because they tied it on aggregate. Because of Spinazzola, if I'm not mistaken, then Feyenoord got their lead back, and then obviously the Dybala goal, and then you know the extra two just to seal it. 
Um, but yeah, ve- very, very happy for them. Uh, Jose Mourinho is yet into another European semifinal. I forget the number. I know that Fabrizio tweeted it. I mean, just I talk- like 15 just, or something like that. Yeah, I'm just looking at the lineup. Just Chris Smalling, Nemanja Matic, Wijnaldum. It's just insane how this team is like, you know. It, it, it's a very Wijnaldum was taken off through injury, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's like a it, Tammy. It is a very Dybala, good side. Yeah. You know, random players are playing. Balotti up top now. Yeah, after spending so long at Torino. It's just a random team that it's actually working by the special. And, and Rui Patricio from Rui Patricio, who played Wolves. at Wolves, yeah. and you know Portugal's number one a couple of yeah. years ago. It's just insane how this team is actually, you know, with this with the special one, they're on their way to a semifinal. Another one, yeah. and uh, just a great team. Yeah. And then. And then they they go against um, Bayern Leverkusen. Yes. Uh, they beat Union Saint. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. So I'm gonna just say that team. Union. Uh, yeah, you know what? That, that, that that's a good pick by Nick. They beat Union four uh, one on the night, five two on aggregate. And then the other quarterfinal was Sporting against Juve, with Juve advancing to. Uh, their semifinal uh, with the aggregate of 2-1, and that was a 1-1 draw yesterday. Definitely a Champions League matchup, uh, sporting against Juve. Oh, well, yeah, because they both, yeah. Uh, so now the semifinals are Juve against Sevilla and then Roma against Leverkusen. I wouldn't be shocked, going back to a point that we talked about before, that we see an all-Italian final. I would not be shocked if I see Roma and Juve advance. This is a very... This is going to be a weird thing to say. This is a very Europa League semifinal, yeah. just in terms of the teams that are there. Yeah. Each team is like comfortably a step below... Like Champions. Champions League quality, but like all a step above being mid-table teams. Correct. Like even though Sevilla is in thirteenth, like this is if you look at the, Juve was it, down there. But if you were the, to blind yeah. pick a Europa League final or, or Europa League semifinals, mm-hmm. you'd probably pick like these four teams. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but it's, it's gonna be a very, very interesting couple of uh, semifinals. But yeah, I, I, I'm honestly, I want to see an all Italian Europa League final. I want to see Jose Mourinho lift up the, the Second Europa, Europa League. League for no third. He's he's won it twice before. He's won, won, won it with United and then won with Porto, I believe. No, they, no I think, think he won the Champions, Champions League, League with Porto. Porto. No, he's won it twice. The Europa League. Yeah. Well, while there's no, res- I, while they're I, researching I it, won this. um, a G- a Gino just talked. What about I will Giannis. say about Juventus, you know, obviously it's the season was kind of strange for them. Talk about the point reduction, getting relegated to. You got the. It was with Porto. It was with Porto. Two thousand two, two thousand three. Europa League. Uh, well, it was the UEFA Cup, he but did it, win it's the it. yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, and then the year after, that's the when they won the Champions League. League. So, so they literally won. Yeah. The so next year, Roma win the next Champions League. League. Exactly, wow. and then it, it upgrades. Exactly, it's all about the upgrades. Um, and the fact that they're in top four, you yeah. know, if you take a look at where they were before Jose signed up, very impressive. So you know, he. That's yeah. why I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. So yeah. So going back to to this uh, tie. Um, the semifinal prediction we're going to do. Um, just insane. Juventus is in the Europa League. It's been a weird season in European competition t- to see these teams go to the Europa League and oh, yeah. um, eliminations in Champions League. It's been a crazy European season. Um, but I think Juventus, it, it will be a close match against Sevilla. It is against the Real Madrid of the Europa League. Well, you need to win eight more <laughs> to be compared the to the recent Madrid. Real Madrid of the Europa League. I guess you can say that. I'm sure that they did a, a shadow as well, right? They have their own 3P. Sevilla, yeah. A 3P. Yeah. The same year as Real Madrid, the 3P. Actually, before we go, I just want to go back to a United point. United okay. have failed against Spain wow. in the past six years. Just wanted to, I just wanted to remind I you. I just that. think it's crazy how they've defeated Barcelona in the same season as oh. losing to Sevilla. 
Yeah, that is actually a bit ironic. Uh, first place play. Barcelona. Against a, what did you say, 13th? 13th place Sevilla. 13th place Sevilla. And they can't do anything with Maguire. They also didn't beat Real Sociedad. They did it, but they didn't is... beat Real Betis. The Real Betis. <laughs> they, they were basically I given think, the Spanish I think, gauntlet I think, and just have fun. I think Real Betis is, is above Sevilla in the league. La Liga's on its head this year. I, I look at the, Liga's Valencia not a, are in the relegation zone. Really? Valencia are in the bottom three. I don't even know. Like, La Liga's not even entertaining as much as it was before. Even Well, with, well be because we no longer have, you know, stars but, there. The Clásico started getting, you know, a little bit better. And what's say. been going on between the Real Madrid and Barcelona, the, their beef recently, has just been wild you see the video Real the Madrid. Though, right? yeah they posted yeah. um barcelona wanted to get that rid get rid of the video i think Real Madrid did they're just they trying to tie each other to, but they to put an english version franco the dictator it's like crazy wait what no what? like no they, yeah these they, yeah Real Madrid real. released like a video like accusing barcelona of having ties to to franco the spanish dictator from the 80s yeah and like everyone was like what yeah, but both uh, teams are like no you were tied more with franco no you were tied more with franco and it's like <laughs> oh my god that was not it's reality. It's reality. So the beef is the beef is there and it's alive. Yeah, it's even back. if La Liga this year has not been the this most competitive. The, the, I don't know how we got to that. Topic. I don't know how we got to that. I don't know how we got to that. But we got anyway. to dictatorship. Oh we no, no, no it, okay. In my defense, that's my fault because we I had the United can't be uh, Spanish teams and then that's what led to the suck. I think Juventus is going to have a close game with Rome. Perfect. I agree. But I, who's going to win? Juventus. I'm going to go all Italian. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go exactly. Roma versus Juventus. Roma, I think Roma the clear favorites to win the Europa League. They're a good team. They're See, really consistent. I forget, I forget who informed. I spoke to. They're I informed. forget who I spoke to. It was either you or another United fan, and they're like, they're not going to win the Europa League. And I'm like, Roma could. Like, like you're sleeping on the special one, and it's Cam Abraham, Dybala. When you're hot, you're hot, and yeah. Roma's hot, and they're going to go all the way to the final. They get there, they win it. It's not about, like, you know, who's good on paper. We've seen that this season. You know, the best teams are not even um, playing the good teams, and it's just a whole craziness, and... You know, the worst teams are being the better teams. So when you're hot, you're hot. And I think Roma's hot right now, and they're going to get to, you know, the final, and they could probably, possibly win it all. Where even is the final? Uh, I think it's in some place in, in Europe. Europe. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, you know. I just, I is, just know oh, it's it, Champions it, League. It is, is at the Puskas Istanbul. Arena Park, and that is... It's in Hungary. In... Hungary. Yes. It's, it's Budapest. Yeah. Budapest, so... Well, luck, gentlemen, it has been a pleasure getting back in episode. the studio with you guys. This is about as good as it gets from FGVFC. Yeah. <laughs> but let's let's say on air, let's do it again next week. <laughs> what time? Sure. Maybe a little sure. bit later than 10 a.m. would be appreciated, but I yeah. think we should do it again next week. How's that? We record, record a podcast two weeks no comment. in a row. Is it the same people or is it up Well, to- we'll see. Whoever it is, they need to get on board. Okay, sounds good. I'll see you guys next week. Regino, Michael, I'm Nick Guzman. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been FUVFC.